Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey, my friends, I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about being excluded or being ostracized at work, like not getting the invite, not being included, because it's pretty brutal. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, being excluded has ramifications, and it can lead to further disengagement or a loss of vital information needed to perform and do your job. In this episode, I want to talk about how it shows up, make some suggestions for how to manage your mind, and also how to manage the pain surrounding the hurt of of being ostracized. While we can't get into colleagues' headspace and their motives, when we unpack this and like why it happens, it can be helpful to manage your own thoughts and think about how you want to deal with this if and when it happens to you. Not being invited to meetings, being left out of key workplace decisions, being excluded from company outings can be incredibly painful and detrimental to your career. You sense that people are starting to act differently towards you, and the experience can feel pretty passive aggressive. As data around the impact of harassment and bullying in the workplace is becoming more known, according to Harvard Business Review and research from the University of British Columbia, Vancouver, studies show that about 71% of professionals experience some degree of exclusion or social isolation in any given six-month period. 71%. So not only is ostracism more common than outright harassment? Research has also shown that experiencing ostracism in the workplace can in fact be much more psychologically harmful than being the target of a more overt, aggressive behavior. In the purest form, being excluded or being ostracized is being excluded from the group. It's the act that someone didn't do something, right? It's the act when someone doesn't include you or invite you to the event, they left you off the email, they didn't send you the presentation as a pre-read, but you're expected to participate and contribute to it. I've seen it show up from when you didn't get asked to the join the lunch order or you weren't invited to the team outing, when your contributions are continually ignored on a team or a project. And it really feels like this high school mentality. Friends at work can be a bonus, but when it doesn't work out, it can feel even more humiliating. And for many of us, it's worse than high school because you can't just find a new circle to sit with in the cafe. This is your work. This is your livelihood. It's totally possible that the coworker didn't mean the slight, that they're totally socially insensitive and they're thinking, oh, it's just one launch. It's not that big of a deal. But 
when surveyed, those people who are doing it, research shows that they're doing it to avoid handling a conflict or they are looking for a way to create distance from you in order to protect themselves in some way. What's shocking to me is when I learned that most managers do not view ostracism as harmful or socially unacceptable. I personally think they were raised by wolves. How can it not be harmful? I mean, it can feel pretty crappy. It's a classic fear of rejection. Rejection is primal and being ostracized or excluded used to mean banishment from the group or even death. And now it signals that we might be socially worthless. We lack chemistry within a group and that these groups that we need to be a part of because we're depending on them for cash, like our actual livelihood. This is work. So we're programmed to seek acceptance from others. We think social approval tells us that we're okay and that we get to remain part of the group. And this is why it's so painful when being excluded in some way happens. Research shows us that ostracism is incredibly harmful. And what further destabilizes us is when it's ambiguous. So it's not totally clear that the act of omission was intentional or not. And we all had the experience of regret of accidentally leaving a colleague off an email and we feel kind of bad, but we can also understand how the person who was omitted feels even worse. So I want to tell you a story. There was a time a few years ago when I was still in corporate that I was not invited to the International Women's Day lunch that my company was hosting for all the female executives. I didn't even know there was a luncheon. I remember looking across the floor and it was basically empty. I kept thinking, where is everybody? And then worse, I got nervous like I was supposed to be somewhere and I forgot. And First, when I looked across the floor, it didn't occur to me that it was only the female executives that were gone. I mean, it wasn't like there were that many of us. But when a junior colleague popped into my office and sweetly said to me, hey, why don't you go to luncheon? And then he followed up with, can I help you with something to get you out of here? Really good guy. I remember the feeling that like time sort of slowed down and I had this intense tightening in my chest. I wasn't invited to a female executive luncheon. Again, it's not like there were so many executives in these parts that it was so easy to let one of them spill out of your hand. And there was a female president who was in the office right next to me. And I vaguely recall that morning that she was like extra fashionable, extra dress up. And I thought like, why didn't she say something to me as she was leaving for lunch? And I'm not saying this from a lens of blame, but it was weird. And and I don't have any answers. I still don't have any answers. So I'll pause and tell you that at this point in my life, I had been a certified mindset coach for almost 10 years, although I was working in a marketing capacity. I was getting my face coached off pretty regularly. So my reaction to this situation was one of a managed mind. I realized that in that moment, I had a choice. I could be all tense and weird and passive aggressive. I could make up a lie in which my colleague that was sitting in front of me, he wasn't going to believe me anyway, because he could see by my face, I was shocked. Or I could be vulnerable. I could just tell him the truth. And since I always say it's easiest to remember the truth, that's what I did. I was at a point in my career where authenticity and truth were the things that really ruled my day. So I just said to him, 
I didn't know about it. His reaction really helped because his reaction was one of such shock and disbelief. He was like, huh, you're one of the top women here. And then he went on to try to like support or, you know, make me feel better by saying like, I must've missed the email. I didn't, I checked. I didn't miss anything. I just wasn't included. I was left off the list. And then because social media is so fun. In about an hour, all the pictures started making the rounds on Facebook and Instagram. So now I'm seeing pictures of my colleagues who I considered friends, all raising a glass and celebrating their achievements. And it was really painful and completely confusing because I wasn't mad at them. And sure, I had total FOMO, but I didn't blame them for making the list why I was left off the list. But I did rack my brain to try to figure out what I did or whose ring I forgot to kiss. And I came up with nothing. And when I mentioned it to my boss later, he also sounded genuinely surprised. He wasn't aware of the event. And later he told me it was just an oversight, some email listserv issue, blah, blah, whatever. A few weeks later, that junior colleague popped into my office and told me that he was surprised I told him the truth the day of the luncheon. He told me that he always admired me, but now that now he trusts me at even a deeper level because I told him the truth. And then I told him to get the F out of my office before I had an ugly cry. (laughs) We both shared a good laugh and he, he skedaddled. Ostracism can be the result of your decisions, your behavior, your performance. And the result of being ostracized is the impact on your work. First, Being left out means that you could miss out on critical information, which could impact your work, but it can also impact your commitment and motivation when you realize, again, that you haven't been included. Socially, you shrink. Loneliness in the workplace is at an all-time high, and sure, when a working from home environment can lead to that too, but this was far before the working from home environment. You start to overthink. You avoid eye contact when they all return from the event, and the loss of the shared experience and connections can lead to further disengagement. It also may have some type of psychological withdrawal, and there can even be a feeling of shame, like that, like I'm wrong, and that's why I wasn't included. So what do you do? First, as hard as this may be, I want you to understand that this has nothing to do with you. Even if your name is written all over it, the exclusion is about the other person's mindset and how they are choosing to manage their thoughts and actions. So while it may feel like it is totally about you, it is really about how they manage their actions. Two, I want you to understand the impact of the action. When you know the real impact, your level of pain or discomfort will ebb and flow depending on the perceived threat to your career. Again, I know this is painful. I have been there. But what is the real impact? Ask yourself, how important is it? And I'm not saying this through some BS toxic positive thinking nonsense. Really ask yourself, how important will it be in two hours, two days, two weeks, months, years? Calibrate your thoughts and feelings accordingly. Third, I want you to separate fact from story. Were others from your department included? or other people from your level included? Were you the only one excluded? I offer you an opportunity to think about how you want to manage your mind around the facts, not what you think happened. 
Can you check in with other colleagues or confidants to ascertain the situation? From there, you'll have an opportunity to decide how you want to think about the situation. And while I will probably never really know what happened to my luncheon invite, I did watch my thoughts and I got curious. What if it was true? Well, if it was true, was it really helpful to think negative thoughts? No. So I get to choose again. Four, go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. It's understandable and pretty normal to feel bad and allow yourself to feel it. Maybe even have a good cry, but find allies, find people within the team that do value your contributions and your opinions and find ways to strengthen those relationships, both professionally and socially. Fifth, I want you to broaden your network. If you are being excluded, think about finding other people in the department who can help you get the information you need. If the situation continues, document it, keep track of the instances. And when you keep track of this data, you can then determine if you want to address it with the individual, with HR, or with management. And lastly, consider hiring a coach. The greatest gift I ever gave myself was learning how to manage my mind. Working with a coach taught me how to rethink and reset situations that were out of my control. And without managing my mind, my brain would be like a toddler. Workplace friendships can be complicated. You know, mutual self-disclosure is the basis for so many friendships, and that doesn't always create the healthiest professional relationship environment. And it only gets even more confusion when tension and competition start to seep in. Not everyone's going to be included in everything and nor should they be, but I'm a stand for employee well-being and we all need to demand a level of professionalism and respect between colleagues. I believe it's possible and I'd love to hear your thoughts and answer any questions. Email me at hello at jillgriffinconsulting.com. I may even read your questions and respond on the next podcast. All right, my friends, we'll talk soon. Bye from now. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.